I am super excited um, to be able to um, share today's word. It's something that the Lord has placed in me. Um, it's wrecked me. Um, it's wrecked me and, um, well, let me just first welcome everybody. Welcome. <laughs> I'm just trying to get all the jitters out. Um, and so I can be able to share this word with you guys. Um, what I have for you guys today is a simple testimonial sermon with a verse and song that wrecked me. Like, completely wrecked me. And I'm just going to go right into it. We're going to start with our verse. Our verse goes right into 2 Corinthians 3, 18 through 19. And I'm reading from the NLT version. But we all with unveiled faces, looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. Right? Amen. So today's title, the title of today's message is, I have actually two titles. Uh, the first one is My Mirror, and the second one is Would You Be My Mirror? I know. <laughs> so Lord, I thank you. I thank you immensely from the bottom of my heart, Lord God. You know what I struggle with. You know um, how, how heavy this has been on my heart, Lord God, and it's important for me that all that just gets out of the way. So less of me and all of you, Jesus. And I pray that this word just touches every single heart that is here. In Jesus' name, amen. I asked the Lord today, um, I was like, Lord, this is how bad, I'm just really being transparent. You know, what I've noticed is that um, this, I don't know how many times I've preached already, but what I've noticing is that I'm able to be a little bit more vulnerable when I'm up here on stage. Um, so it's, it's a big deal for me. Um, <laughs> so how many people here know that there are layers to knowing someone? Right? Like when you meet someone for the first time, there's that layer. And then when you meet them for the second time, if you hang out and stuff like that, you can, you know, there's either a representation of themselves or, you know, at that first level. But then when you come to know them, you're like, oh, okay. You know, so like for those who know me, when I'm hungry, I'm usually just quiet, very quiet. Right, honey? Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So me, I am usually quiet when I'm hungry. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm upset, I don't get angry. <laughs> when I'm upset, don't touch me, please don't touch me. You know, and so being married to Ro, I have, I've, you know, known a few layers of Rolando, right? And <laughs> exactly, let's give it up for Ro. <laughs> There's many layers to Ro that you guys don't get to see. And I've known Ro for so many years, and I've seen so many different layers. And so I knew Ro back in the day when he was a rapper. And I don't know, who knows that he was a rapper. 
Yes, yes. 3D Remedy in the building. <laughs> Too funny. And, and Ro as the rapper, he, he can. You ready for this? I was going to try to spit it. Yeah, I really was. What that means is, for those who doesn't know, don't know what that means is, <laughs> I was going to actually try to rap it. <laughs> but I can't spit it. I tried, trust me. But these are his lyrics. I can flip the beat because the flow's so acrobatic. Arsenal of verbs, but the word my apparatus. Had to balance some humble habits with massive talent because it was only grace that cut me from the master's fabric. <laughs> That's Ro as the rapper. Let's get serious, guys. <laughs> he is lyrical, guys. But y'all, do not, do not ask him to spit off the dome. He cannot freestyle, please. <laughs> He cannot freestyle. For those who don't know, freestyle is just coming up with the lyrics in your head as the beat is going. So crazy that I have to like, you know. <laughs> this role as the preacher, and we all love him as a preacher. Let's really give it up for him. Ro has um, such a hunger for the word. He, the way he translates the word, the way he communicates the word, the way he's able to simplify the word and, and, and communicate it in such a way where you're able to apply it to your life. And um, it's, it's really an admirable thing, really admirable. I love the way you communicate the word, honey. Absolutely love it. But guys, please be careful, like for those who are in the front when he's preaching, or if you're like standing in front of him, like he is liable to spit in your eye. Yes, it's true, true story. It happened to me on stage. <laughs> I have the footage. <laughs> We're not gonna show it. <laughs> but I do have the footage of that. It was, it was so funny. <laughs> so I know Ro, I knew Ro as a rapper. I know Ro as a preacher, but like I said, there's levels to Ro. And Ro as a husband, whew, there's not enough here. This is only the anecdote, so I can't like really go on and on, so I'm just gonna keep it real simple. So as, as a rapper, he's lyrical and he's smooth, but there's nothing smooth about having to tell your husband, husband, here's the laundry basket, Here's your dirty clothes. They go in here. <laughs> Am I the only one? Am I the only one? <laughs> Ro the preacher, he's eloquent. Eloquent with his communication, but there is nothing eloquent about telling Ro 10 times about his beard hair in the sink. <laughs> too much, is that too much? No, it's not too much. It's real life, and I'm just being me. <laughs> but in all seriousness, guys, um, experiencing Ro as a husband, and what I have found truly is a best friend and someone who loves me and cares for me. And I have found genuine intimacy with my husband and in our relationship. And so I know Ro as a rapper and preacher, they were great, but then knowing him as a husband has been greater and 
where I've got to experience him for who he was. And when it comes to God, I think that when it comes to our relationship with God, like many of us have experienced and encountered Jesus in different layers, you know. Um, maybe some of us, we see him as just our creator. He's, he's our creator and, you know, we bless him. Um, the man upstairs, like, yo, that's my boy, you know. We, we see God as that. Um, but my prayer for today is that you would experience God for who he truly is. That you would come to know him. That you would come to know him intimately, passionately, and authentically. I think that's one thing about myself is that I'm sweating, I'm sorry. I'm really hot. Um, I think that's one thing about myself that uh, I absolutely love the Lord. And... Um, I, I've been through so many things, but if there's one thing I can say about myself is that I am passionately in love with my Jesus, with my father, with my daddy. Absolutely. And our verse today says that we can see God. So I'm just going to read it again. It says, but we all with unveiled faces looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. And as I was reading that, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I think there was so much in there, um, but I really felt like for you guys to gain a little bit more understanding, you would have to, like, really read the verses before and then to kind of like understand what's going on here. And then also know that this is, the veil also comes from the Old Testament when Moses would go up and, and see God and his glory. Um, and so I'm just going to read what I wrote because it's kind of like pra uh, paraphrasing. So you see, back in the days, in the Old Testament days, Moses would put a veil over his face so that the people of Israel would not see the glory fading. And... It says the people's minds and hearts were hardened. And to this day, when they read the old writings, when they read the old writings, that veil covers their minds and their hearts. And so they cannot understand the truth. Isn't that insane? That that veil, like, is a boundary. But that's later on. I'll, I'll talk about that. And they couldn't understand the truth. And it's only in believing in Jesus, it's only in believing in God, in Christ, that the veil is removed. It's only in that 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 veil is taken away. And then it also goes on to say that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Which is also a whole nother, yeah, guys, talk to me. <laughs> yes. And that's a whole nother, that's just a whole nother um, preaching on its own. And then when we see Christ for who he is, when we come to know Christ, we become more like him. The more we turn to him, we become more like him. Our veil is removed. It is taken away. There is nothing, there is nothing between us. There is nothing between us and God because that veil has been re removed. We are made free and we are made with purpose and we are renewed and transformed. And some of you may know that already, but I really believe that 
This, uh, this message, you can use this message, if anything else, as a reminder. You know, sometimes we need those reminders. Like, and I know in, in writing this message, and as I was preparing it, and, and just in the back um, before service even started, just spending time with the Lord, it, and anyone who saw me come in, like, I was just messy. But God is just so good, and this very preaching was ministering to me, and it's just amazing. And so what I want to do here today is just share parts of my journey within my walk with the Lord, you know, because it's been a lot, and I've encountered Jesus. I know God in such a special way, and I've known him in so many layers, but the layers that I want to share with you guys today is the layer of God as our Father, the layer as, of God as um, my friend, my redeemer. That's, that's three, right? And, and I pray that with this, within this, that you're able to see him the same. And so as a father, I've encountered someone who just loves me unconditionally. I can go on and on from moments of when I wasn't serving him to moments from, from the day that I started serving him. But the word says it. The word says that um, he has set us apart in our mother's womb. So it's no wonder that even when I wasn't serving him, I did experience him as my father. And so 1 John 3.1.2 it says, see how great a love the Father has given us, that we would be called children of God. And in fact, we are. I've experienced and encountered a love from God that is an unfailing love, a father who's just been so merciful to me, a father who knows every deep part of me, the depths of my heart, the parts of me I don't share with anyone, and he still showed me grace, he still shows me compassion, and he still shows me mercy. A father that I've encountered who has taken care of my every single need. He knows my thoughts, he knows my everything, and and even in seasons when I didn't love myself, where the guilt and the shame and the pain I was carrying was overbearing, he showed me that his grace is sufficient. He's just so good. And then I encountered Jesus as my friend and as a best friend, you know, um, the first five years of my marriage to Roe, and, and we've shared this publicly, like we, we were going to get a divorce. It was so tough, just so tough. I'm really easygoing. Rolando's not, but <laughs> no, I'm, you know, I'm happy that we can joke about it now. You know, even with whatever we go through now, like we can still laugh at that moment and only through God. And in that season, in those first five years of our marriage, I was so broken. There was such a brokenness within me. And I was pastoring at the same time. And, you know, I, I don't know how you guys um, handle things, but um, I've, 
I'm able to cope, but how really am I able to cope, right? We're really not, we're, we're masking things and it's really no help to no one. But in that season of my life, I'm over here pastoring and I'm saying to myself like, no, you, you can't, you're broken, but you gotta just do what you gotta do. You have, there's people here. There's people here and they're knowing God for the first time and you're just gonna keep it moving. You're gonna keep pushing. You're going to keep pushing. And it was in that brokenness, that overwhelming brokenness, that I was able to run to my father, to my friend. I was able, he in that season was my diary. I told him everything, everything. I could not run to a soul. You're pastors. You can't tell your church. You can't, you know, you can't. That's why now we have healthy measures. We have pastors and counselors that we can go to. We've grown so much since then. But in that, yeah. But in that season, in those five years, in that brokenness, it was God that sustained me. It was only God. He understood my pain, and he was the only one that I could be real with. You know, sometimes we have that best friend that we can run to, and there's, like, no judgment. Right? Like, no judgment at all. And you can come and tell them anything. And that was my daddy for me. That was my friend. He was my only friend. And he just guided me every step of the way. And it was him that allowed me to keep going. And so that season, as difficult as it was, it's one of those seasons that's like, okay, Lord, like, thank you. Because I just, I know you now at a different layer. I know you now at a different level. That peace that surpasses all understanding, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, because I know you like that now. And if it wasn't for this, what we went through, I wouldn't have known him in this way. And I wouldn't have been able to express and, and share these things with you. And I, I, want, I want you guys to know, like, he, he wants all of that. But I'm moving ahead of myself. That's what's happening and so then it's knowing Jesus as my redeemer. Right? Believe it or not, this one, this one was the most difficult for me to write about. And I don't, I don't know why, you know. I think that, um, like, I think I'm just in a journey. And when it comes to my sermons, there is a level of vulnerability that the Lord wants me to express at least that's what I'm believing and because I really <laughs> I really feel that through this word like he was just really speaking loudly to me but in Ephesians 1 7 it says in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our wrongdoings according to the riches of his grace and Jesus as my redeemer it's through his blood that the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, I've been redeemed. I've been made clean, I've been set free. And when I've fallen short, it's been him. The entire time, I don't know where I'd be without him. I do not know where I'd be. I, 
Yeah. I don't know if so many, I don't know, I don't think many people know who I used to be, but it wasn't, I wasn't nice. I wasn't a nice person. And I've, I've shared this before in other preachings, but if it wasn't for the, for the love of God, if it wasn't for him just ex- meeting me where I am, if it wasn't for him in those moments, I, I'd be a hot mess. I am so grateful for who the Lord placed in my life as pillars in, in that season when I didn't know him, even from a young age. Like, we, we, um, we were Catholic, but I grew up with a praying mom. And so that faith that I carry, that I can lay hands on a fan, and I know that that fan's going to work, where I can lay hands on a car, and I know that car is going to start working. That faith, that faith I give to my mom because I saw my mom just reading and always, you have to pray, Lee. Lee, She didn't call me Lee. Lisa. Lisa. I miss my mommy. (laughs) She, She was just a prayer warrior, my mom. And she had such, such amazing faith. And Jesus, my Redeemer, I'm just so grateful that I am here today. That I, I get to do this with you guys. I get to watch you guys grow. You get to watch me grow. I'm literally growing in, in my preaching in front of you guys. So, and it's exciting. I'm excited now. Exactly. I wasn't excited before. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Lord, you're just so amazing. And so he has given me life as my redeemer. He has given me identity and he has called me out of darkness. And again, I want to read to you 2 Corinthians 3.18. We're living in there because I read that and it was just so amazing that that veil. But we all with unveiled faces. Like, I need to remind you guys of that. That we have unveiled faces. There's no longer a barrier between us and Jesus. There's no longer. We can just come fully towards him. And this verse, it just, it hit me so hard because sometimes we see Jesus in the seasons that we're in. So like if we're sick, we see him solely as our healer, you know? And um, this is where I said, and that's why I said I was like kind of going ahead of myself. But I truly believe that this word was meant for me first before I came up here to share it with you all. Because, well, I'll wait. But... I think that the Lord has me in a season where he's just reminding me of who he says I am. And like I said earlier, is as I preach, I'm able to be more vulnerable and it feels good. It doesn't feel like, like, nah, like you don't need to know that layer of me and nope, this is all you're going to get. It feels like, yeah, you know what? This is my testimony, Lord. This is what the Lord has done. This is what the Lord is doing. And yeah, I've been serving God for however many years, but this is the stage I'm in right now. And I'm just like, Lord, have your way. Have your way. I'm going to be obedient to you. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to do whatever, whatever you ask of me to do to do, right? 
And as I repeatedly read the scripture with all, with unveiled faces, looking as in a mirror, it broke me every single time. Because yes, that is my truth. That is my truth. Looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord. Looking in the mirror. I was going to have a mirror up here. I had it all, like, have, forget about it. I had it all, all these props. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God provides. This is Jesus as my provider. <laughs> You know, I'm like, yes, that, that is my truth. And he says, his word says, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to read this. His word says that I am the righteousness of God, that I am a royal priesthood. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am created in his likeness, that I am an heir of Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And Lord, I just want to know you as a mirror. I want to know you as a mirror with complete transparency. Like, I'm not even going to read this. Like, with just complete transparency. Lord, I want to know you as a mirror. Because you know what? In this season, like I was saying, as he was preparing me for this message, and as I'm writing it, I'm writing all these things to share with you, to share with you. And I'm not believing these things that I am the righteousness of God. I'm not believing these things. And so I'm like, Lord, I want my reflection to look like yours. And sometimes, sometimes us ourselves, we get in the way. We're the veil. We become the veil because when we look in the mirror, it's not like, yes, I am the righteousness of God. It's you suck because that's my truth. You suck, Lee. You know there's someone better than you, Lee. Lee, you know, you're not called for that. You're not ready for that, Lee. Lee, you sure you want to do that? You want to talk about negative self-talk? Me in my head, it's just not a good thing. I've said so many negative things to myself. Just a few, just a few hours from here. I doubted myself every step of the way. I doubted myself. I did not think that I was going to be able to do this. I did not think that I was able be able to share this word. I did not think that. I've distorted the reflection that I see. What God sees, who he sees, he sees a pearl. I am his daughter. My perception of myself can be broken, but his perception, his knowing of who we are is never broken. My reflection, when I look at it, it may say, Lee, you're not good enough. And it may fill me with insecurities, but my God, my daddy, my friend, my redeemer says that that's not who I am.
And sometimes, because we view ourselves like this, we don't approach him. We stay away from him. And that's not what he wants. Today was a complete reminder that what he wants and who he wants is us. He wants our hearts. He wants every single part of us. He wants that insecurity. He wants that anxiety. He wants that fear. He wants that depression. He wants that negative self-talk, that self-loathing. He wants that. He doesn't just want a polished us. That, that was one of my things. This is not a polished message. This is not that. It's not like my other messages. It's, it's not as polished. Trust me, it really isn't. I had such a difficult time. But God, but God, every single time, but God, but God. And Lord, my prayer today is that we can see you as our mirror, Lord God. That that glory, that reflection is our reflection when we're looking at ourselves in the mirror. When we've fallen short, that that's our reflection. That we're reminded of who he says we are. That we come to him. That we praise him. That we give it all to him. That we come to a place where we'll say to him, Lord, I will praise you. On the mountaintop or in the valley, I will praise you. People, he wants our worst and he wants our best. He can take your worst. His desire is to be present with us. The veil has been removed. His desire is to be present with us. Jesus. Jesus. And so, Lord, would you be my mirror? Would you be my mirror? Every single time. Would you be my mirror every single time? Would you be my mirror? Lord, I know you as a father and friend. I know you as redeemer. But let me know you as a mirror. Would you become my mirror? I know you as a father and friend. I know you as beginning and end. But let me know you as a mirror. Would you become my mirror? I know you as a father and friend. I know you as beginning and end, but let me know you as a mirror. Would you become my mirror? My prayer is this. Come renew me with your fire. I wanna look just like you. If I become what I behold, 
Pull me deeper, hold me closer I wanna look just like you Whatever it looks like However it comes Whatever it costs I will praise you Whatever it looks like However it comes, whatever it costs I know you as Redeemer and Life I know you as Messiah, the Christ But let me know you as a mirror Would you become my mirror?